Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 248 recorded live on St. Patty's Day, March 17th, 2012. So, random topic rolled ahead of time. What should Ken Burns do for his next documentary? I actually looked it up. His next documentary is going to be on the Dust Bowl. Okay, but past that. Well, he's got documentaries lined up all the way through 2019. Okay, but past that. Well, he's got some that don't actually don't have a specific time yet. So, God, Ken Burns has done... It's got to be historic, because he always uses the archival photos. Okay. Ernest Hemingway. Hmm. Ken Burns presents the internet. Oh, yeah, because he did the radio one, Empire of the Air. Yeah, I, I like the internet. Either the internet or... Bell Labs, which would eventually amount to the same thing. <laughs> um, well, like Bell Labs and uh, Xerox. Mm-hmm. Bell Labs, Xerox, Google, all of these would be fantastic. The Evolution of Innovation. Sounds like a book. <laughs> it kind of does sound like a book. Let me just go. <laughs> Evolution of Innovation. I, I can't think that's spell. actually a book about Bell Labs. The Evolution of Innovation. It's actually... Technology Review Computing. I think it's just an article. Oh. Oh, well. It was worth a shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, I, I like Ken yeah, like nice. Burns Presents the Internet. Or uh, uh, narrated by Morgan Freeman. Ken Burns Presents Video Games. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> narrated by Roger Ebert. No, 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 no. You can't do that to poor Roger. Uh, Especially since he doesn't have a job anymore. Tim Schafer. Ooh. (laughs) Married by Gabe Newell. I've never actually heard Gabe Newell talk. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how well that would work. Don't know. History of television? Yeah, that also would be an interesting one. Especially the evolution of cable. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I still like Bell Labs. I think Bell Labs actually is the uh, I, I don't know. primary anyway. one. Ken Burns, Pornography. I got one even better. All right. Ken Burns, the story of Ken Burns. <laughs> Ken Burns does a documentary about his own life. Yep. Documentary about doing documentaries. Yep. Oh. Oh, my God. God, my mind. It's been blown. Okay, yeah, I, I think that's... I like Ken Burns doing Ken Burns, or more than that, I like Ken Burns with Bell Labs. I think Bell Labs yeah. is the best one so far. Ken Burns and the evolution of technology. Yep. Ken Burns and the Industrial Revolution? No, no, just Bell Labs and the invention of modern technology and the internet. Yeah, Bell Labs, Parsec, the whole nine yards. Right. So I think that's everything. Yep, and we didn't bring up NCAA past the first 10 minutes. Hold on, let me check what the scores <laughs> No, no, bad Andy. Uh-oh. Finish the recording. All right, shut it off. Bye, everyone. This is episode 249, recorded live on March 24th, 2012. All right, so we should move to the uh, random topic. Yes. Random topic, I rolled ahead of time. Do you think everybody needs to go to college? In my head... I am going to say no. 
I'm going to probably sound like a jerk for it. No. I mean, there are certain, you know, look at Silicon Valley and look at how many of these CEOs or former CEOs didn't go to college or didn't finish college. True. Now, I mean, everyone always says, hey, Bill Gates didn't finish uh, college. He dropped out. And like, yeah, he dropped out in his senior year. Yeah. It's not like he was a freshman and said, I can do better than this. I mean, I think everyone should go to some form of post-secondary education, whether that's university or like a, a trade school is something else. Yeah, what Dave just said is is really what I agree with is it depends on your discipline. If you want to be a veterinarian or a doctor, then <laughs> yes, please yeah, go to college. <laughs> yeah, please go to college. I think for a lot of other trades and disciplines, even vocational schools during or immediately following high school, give someone the training that they need. I think college is important for a lot of people. I also believe that the importance has been exaggerated for a lot of uh, fields of study. Oh, yes. Oh, very much, yes. Yeah, because I've been thinking of actually switching my um, expertise from TV, radio, film production to broadcast engineering and talking to most of the engineers that are like, uh, you probably only need like an associate's. Yep. Most of the stuff that you have to learn, you have to learn on the job. On the job. So wasn't there, I might be remembering this incorrectly, but didn't the Foundation series have something to do with like the people running the machines? Had no idea how to run the machines yeah. or what they did. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it's a theme Asimov addressed on multiple occasions. And you have to remember the guy was PhD. He was very, very well educated. And he saw part of the downfall of society as they're taught how to maintain it, but no one remembered what they actually did. So it would be the equivalent of taking a bunch of technicians into a nuclear facility and saying, Make sure this dial stays here, and here's how you can manipulate the dial. And then something happens, and they have no idea how to fix it. Okay, so it's sort of along the lines of what I was thinking, but having not read the huge series... How many books is it? Well, it's six short stories is the actual core foundation series. Because you have if Prelude, you want to read, Forward, but, but Andy, yeah. Andy, those are kind of extra books okay. that are beyond the original series. They are in the same universe. They maintain the same story. But if you want to read the actual Foundation series, that was just six short stories. It's three books. Oh, because I remember at one point you wanted me to read the series and you gave me Prelude to start off with. So yes. I thought it was... Well, because Prelude is by far and away, like, it's not the best, but it, it's very important to understand where he was coming from. Gotcha. So, not really where he was coming from because he wrote it later after the Foundation series, but yeah. So, more words or less, the world still needs garbage men. Am I right? And mechanics. Yeah. And mechanics. I mean, and, and mechanics are an example of something that, that, that takes a lot of training. Oh, yeah. That skill, you know, and machinists. And although computers are used more, like you don't, you just don't have to go to college for that. There, there's no other way to sugarcoat it. You go to a trade school, you go to a Votech school, or you learn in an apprenticeship. But the, my question is, if we had everyone going to college, then couldn't we make it eventually so that these jobs didn't require anyone being there? You know, Andy, you say the world needs garbage men, but my garbage truck back in Michigan, there was a driver. Yeah, he sat in there with the claw arm, yeah. Yeah. Now, does the driver need to go to college to drive? No. Are they working on automating this? You bet. That's just like this, the idea that I'm producing at some time in my lifetime. There's going to be an entirely autonomous McDonald's. No, they, they say they'll want one person in there just in case the machines go wrong. Okay, so one person. It's like yeah, And that person is a trained martial artist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more likely that person will be a trained mechanic. I guess that makes more sense. 
I don't know how to fix you a Big Mac, experience. but I know how to fix the Big Mac maker. Yep. Hopefully they, they actually would know how to make a Big Mac. I would want that in my mechanics if I had a mechanic at a McDonald's. I'd like him to know how to prepare the food as well. I still maintain that having an action hero would help more problems. An action hero? Yeah, for when, obviously, the sandwich-making robots go bizarre. awry. Yeah. yeah. They start making sandwiches out of things that are not sandwich. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, wait, that's McDonald's anyways. <laughs> hi That's also another website that has that. There's oh, a, there's a hi Yeah. Classic Ed McMahon's hi Wow. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, because I'm working in a production facility right now. Mm-hmm. Previous job, I was working HR department in a manufacturing plant for aluminum. Mm-hmm. Aluminum. Aluminum. Believe me, oh, believe me, the company's actually headquartered in Norway. So, that, so it is aluminum. <laughs> that fight goes on a while. There's actually a post on their internal website of al- uh, aluminum versus aluminum. Nice. And in the U.S., you're supposed to say aluminum. Yes, because we all know it as aluminum. Yeah. But there have been guys working there for 40-some-odd years mm-hmm. with the CNC machines where all they do is they just pick up the raw material, set it in the CNC machine, lock it down, push the start button. The CNC and machine let it go. does its thing. They pull it out. Compare it to the quality control item, or they have like another jig where they use to measure it out to make sure it's to spec, and then they set it in a pile. And that's what the guy does for eight hours a day. He's been doing that for 40 years. Yep. Well, not really 40 years, because CNC machines have been evolving since then, but... That's what he does now for eight hours a day. He just gets up this machine, puts it in, hits a button. Could you automate that? Yes. So, yeah, there's a point where you used to be able to just, after high school, get a job at the local plant and work that for till you retire. But now there, you, you need something post-high school education. So, but does everybody need a master's or a PhD? No. I know a I lot of people don't even need a, an associate's degree. They just need some kind of training. Well, an associate's degree is what, two years if you're doing it full time? Yeah. That doesn't seem like that's too much of a commitment. Well, two years might be a big commitment for some people. Yeah, I, I think in a lot of cases, though, it's uh, it's just not the most efficient way to get to where you want to be. Especially with I, the cost of education going up through the roof. Exactly. What is it, in America right now, we have people owe more on student loans than they do on credit card debt. I think I heard that on the news this week. So the price for higher education seems to be going up, up, and up, and the return on investment of it seems to be it's going not. down. Yeah. Well, it, it's not going down. It's just not going up quite as much. True. So... I guess the answer is no. Nope. In more words or less. All right, Dave, before we go, we always let our guests... Oh, other Dave. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> other Dave. God, back to that again. I'm like, wait, what? What are you... <laughs> All right, other Dave, before we go, we always let our guests pimp a website. So if you would like to, I'm guessing I know what it is. Pimp a website. Well, the website's going to make me money, so I think the analogy is appropriate. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if everyone could check out lightweightrpg.com, that'd be great. If you're going to PAX and would like to play, look for us in the tabletop free play area, or you can go to our website and, and send us an email and reserve a spot. Uh, we're also on uh, Twitter and Facebook and G+, if you want to receive updates uh, for what we're working on, including the, the publishing progress of Lightweight uh, any, and any future projects uh, that we're working on. What if I'm not going to PAX and I want to play test it? Well, then we do uh, online playtests uh, weekly, and uh, you can, again, send us an email through the, the same source that's on the website. It's actually mailbox at Schrader Heavy, but you can just click a link. It's easier than spelling Schrader. And uh, we, we, can, we can arrange something. And certainly for, for you two guys, I'd love to get you in on a playtest. Oh, dear. In general. I'd love oh to dear. see what that is. I, I am a crazy guy. Can we record it? 
<laughs> uh, I, I'll say this: I would be fine with recording it, um, and then I will reserve the right to not release that recording. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> okay, editorial control is key. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> I, I think that's a pretty good compromise, but but yeah, I uh, we we're continuing to expand it, and uh, anyone who who again, especially if you're following uh, the stuff on on Twitter and Google Plus, uh, there could be opportunities in the near future to jump in on one of our online playtests. Cool. All right. Well, Dave, thank you very much. Other Dave, thank you very much. Oh, thanks for having me. And and even uh, if you want me to come back when we get farther along in the publishing phase, uh, I'd love to come back. We will, of course, be happy to have you. All right. I guess that is the end then. Okay. Thanks, everyone. This is episode 250, recorded for April Fool's Day, 2012. So, random topic. Yeah, that's my review. Random topic. Uh, Andy rolled ahead of time. I believe the random topic, if I recall correctly, is electric versus manual razors. Yes. I am currently actually on the fence with this. Really? Because I have a Mach 3 Turbo, which is a manual razor. The Gillette Mach 3? Yes. Turbo? This sounds more like a phone than a razor. Well, oh, wait. It, razors sound like a phone, too. <laughs> it does. Did you see and the comparison between Android phone names and condom names? No, but... HTC Touch? Vibrant? Sensation? <laughs> Here, let me pull up the list. Like, this is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Android versus condom. So, the Desire is both a condom and an Android phone. Hero is Android. Resound is Android. The Sensation is both a condom and an Android phone. The Touch, the Cruise, the Cruise Control is just a condom. The Wildfire is both. The Electrify is a phone. The Tingle is a condom. The Admire is a phone. The Elite is a condom. The Indulge is both. The Vitality is both. I mean, where the fuck are they getting these names from? I don't know. And it's so I actually, any- I don't have the Mach 3 Turbo. I have the Mach 3 something else. Sense? I don't know. But it, uh, it's a manual razor, but it also um, vibrates. It I'm not vibrates? sure if it does anything. Uh, is it the one that's supposed to send the electrical signal through your skin to get your hairs to stand up straight? I don't know, but if it is, it sounds ridiculous. Yes. Well, so does putting a small vibrator in your manual razor blade, Andy. <laughs> At that point, why don't you just go electric? <sighs> I don't know. It, it seems like our electric razors are nice. If you're short on time. See, the thing with electric is they never get close. They get close enough. Not really. I mean, maybe for some people. I I like to have a really close shave. When I shave, I like it to be a very close shave. Uh, I'll let it kind of grow out for a day or two, and then I'll shave it again. But I I like close shaves. I don't like the stubble all over my face. I I found it. It's the M3 Power. (laughs) Mach 3 Power? Yes. Yeah, that actually also sounds like an Android phone. Or the Gillette Fusion Power? Yep. I don't know. I I kind of just... I started using Gillette because Gillette, for some odd reason... You probably had this happen to you, too. On your 18th birthday, you got a package in the mail with a free Gillette razor and shaving cream? No. You didn't? Not to my knowledge. Oh, I thought Gillette had, like, everybody Sorry. who turned 18. Like, every male who turns 18, for some odd reason, like, almost always gets a Gillette razor I, in the mail. I, if I did, I don't remember it. You have to remember, at 18, shaving was not really a priority for me. <laughs> when did you start shaving? Uh, that's a really good question. <laughs> Depends what you mean by shaving. Like, shaving on a daily basis? Not quite there yet. Yeah, consumerist. How did Gillette know it was my birthday? <laughs> they purchased the information from someone? Probably. Probably. So, you, you're on the fence. I, <sighs> I have to go with manual. I have to go with manual. 
Well, see, do you still have your little, like, soul patch thing going on? My soul patch? You mean my chin? Yes. Yes. That looks like a soul patch? Uh, sure. Okay. What the hell is a soul patch? You don't know what a soul patch is? I do not know what a soul patch I'm assuming it's chin fuzz. Yes. Yes, it okay. is. Just Google it. You'll see. Okay. I actually shaved it off the other day, though. What? Yeah. Whole thing. Why? Clean shaven face. I looked five years younger. <laughs> I, I kid you not. Oh, no, no, no. That is Andy. I have, like, the antithesis of the soul patch. The soul patch is the area of the chin that I actually do shave. Oh. So you don't look like Howie Mandel. No. Got it. Yeah, that's, that's the opposite of what I have. I just, well, just to get back to the point, I just started using manual razors because... I was given a manual razor for free, and I was like, oh, this is nice. I've tried electric razors. They'll work fine if I have to, because uh, if you have any sort of facial stubble, you're supposed to wear a beer guard at work. Okay. Which looks like the world's flimsiest um, face mask. Yeah. It looks like a hairnet that you put in front of your mouth. Because it is. Yeah. But I'm supposed to be, um, my plan was to run every other day and then shave after I go running. Mm-hmm. But I was supposed to run yesterday, then it rained. I was like, oh, I'll run today. And I feel like crap, so I'm not running today. Yeah, so. it's almost, what, six o'clock there? Yeah. Yeah. So, go to bed. At six, I should eat dinner first. Oh, okay. Eat dinner, then take a shower, shave, go to bed. <laughs> Actually, sounds like a plan. Yeah. See? Smart. Actually, uh, before you eat dinner, you should play a game of Dominion, and then eat dinner, and then go shower and shave and go to bed. No, I'm starving. Plus, we just got some new movies in from Blockbuster. Oh, fine. So, granted, Kate likes it when I'm clean shaven. So, eat, shower, shave, bed. Maybe a movie. <laughs> Alright, I think we're done with this now. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with manual. Yeah, manual. Well, that was easy. Alright, cool. See you next week. Enjoy April Fools, everyone. This is episode 251, recorded live on Saturday, April 7th, 2012. Random topic, rolled ahead of time. Comparing both Dave and Andy's siblings, which one is the best lawyer? So this is an unfair comparison. Especially since I have now two lawyers in the family. I, I have one. Well, yeah, so if we're excluding in-laws. Okay. Kate's brother. Excluding in-laws. Okay. You're right. Don's a lawyer, too. Don is not your sibling. Technically, he's a brother-in-law. Uh, did I not just say <laughs> we are not including in-laws? <laughs> okay. So is he a brother-in-law? Is he? What is he? Okay, yes. <laughs> I don't know how Not it works. including in-laws. Okay. You have two. I yes. have one. Yes. So first off, unfair right there. Second off, your two are both practicing law. Yes. Mine is not. Okay. My sister is still studying various other aspects of it. She has a JD, but she is not actually practicing law right now. One is working, if I do believe, working for State Farm mm-hmm. for insurance claims. And then the other one is working with medical malpractice, so I'm guessing... The medical malpractice practice. Although, my, my, my sister did pass the California bar exam. Mm. And I've heard it said that once you've passed California bar, all the other bar exams are lame by comparison. Hmm. So yeah, I have to, have to figure out which one of my two that I've put forward. Well, it's the question between Andy's and Dave's. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I, yeah. All I had to do is beat Dave. I don't have to pick... <laughs> Which sibling I like better? That wouldn't right. work. No. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Andy. No, I, I think Andy's siblings take this one. Um, give it a couple years, we'll find out. Sonia might end up going into independent consulting soon. Ooh. And open her own law firm. Ooh. Yeah. I know she wanted to do a lot with environmental law, too. Uh. So. But for right now. <laughs> at this moment. At this, as of this recording, on April 7th at 4.53 Eastern. 
Andy's siblings win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not like they're all going to be in court together. No. That would be the true test of who is the better lawyer. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see that. Yeah, I really wouldn't either. Because just something see. seriously has gone wrong. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> something somewhere has gone terribly wrong then. Beyond just the fact that there's a trial. <laughs> yeah, because then if to find out which one would be better, they'd have to almost face off against each other. Yeah, and then the, that would, this is not, no. not even, no, okay. No. So that's it? Yes. Okay, I have to go take a shower. I dinner. am so thirsty, it's not even ridiculous. Have a good week, everyone. This is episode 252, recorded live on Sunday, April 15th, 2012. Random wow. topic. Finally rolled a one. After, like, two years? Yes, this topic has been on there since June 28th, 2010. So almost two years. Okay. Cephalopods. Cephalopods. Yes. That's it. That's it. This has been on there for a long time. <laughs> yes, yes, it has. We have not had a random topic like cephalopods for since, like, bobby pins. Oh, bobby pins. That was, what, number six? I think it was actually number two. It was somewhere way back there. I think it was in the single digits. Oh, I know it was in the single digits. That was way early on. So, yeah, cephalopods, for those who don't know, are Squid. mollusks. So squids, octopus, nautilus. Clams? I'm not sure if clams I know. Well, are. I know clams are mollusks. I don't think they're cephalopods, though. Well, let's let Wikipedia tell me where clams are. Clams. Mollusks. So are they part of... Yeah, mollusca classes. Hmm. I'm not sure. Okay, well, we could also just look at these cephalopods on uh, Wikipedia. Characterized by bilateral body symmetry, prominent head, and a set of arms or tentacles. So no, a uh, no. clam is not a cephalopod. No, it's not. They are freaky things. Yes, because they can squirt the ink, they've got all the tentacles, they can change color and do that whole hiding thing. Yeah, also, like, octopi are freaking brilliant. It was that octopi that picked all of the World Cup somehow. That was a little weird. Yeah, but that's just random idiocy. Yeah. I'm talking about the fact that, like, octopi can solve puzzles. Yeah, crazy, crazy fucking animals. Ever, oh, I feel like just just looking at this Wikipedia article, I'm going to have nightmares that are something to do with 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Or Sphere? No. No, I read the book. Michael Crichton's book? There wasn't a cephalopod in the book, was there? There was a fucking giant squid! In the book? You don't remember the giant squid in the book. No. They didn't make that up for the movie. That was in the book. Oh. In one of the, the units... Ah, members of the team start to die in various attacks by sea life in a new form of giant squid. Yeah. It glows green and smells of ammonia. Oh, yeah. It was like the, the key villain of the book. Andy fails at Crichton. You know how long ago it was that I read Sphere? Probably almost as long as it was for me. I don't know. I started reading Crichton back in elementary school. Okay, then maybe a little longer. I read it in middle. That's probably when I read it somewhere between fifth and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that squid gave me nightmares, and I haven't seen the movie. Cephalopods are scary-ass creatures. I think that's what we can conclude. Yes, they're freaky. Um, have you ever had any for food-wise? No. Oh, absolutely not. Never had nope. calamari? Nope. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> oh, Akbar. <laughs> Akbar deep-fried and battered. Oh, Andy. No. Okay. I'm trying to think I've, of how to I've put one it, like, party trap as a menu item, <laughs> but I can't. What, for the, the internet meme cafe? I can't have cheeseburger cafe? Yeah. Well, no, it would just be like, it's a trap calamari salad. <laughs> yeah, I would have to do that, just a calamari salad. Yep. So what were you going to say before I brought that up? I was going to say, I, I have one instruction for you and anyone listening. 
uh, speaking of George Lucas, yes, is to look up the video for Paul and Storm Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving by Paul and Storm. Okay. Okay. On a on a side note, um, Dave, do you realize nobody entered our March contest about what we're doing wrong? I'll yes. take it. <laughs> Evidently, we need to just keep going. Keep chugging. I mean, we we did kind of forget to bring it back up a couple yeah. times. Uh, but yeah, okay. No one entered March. No one won. That's sad. If you would feel like, you know, sending comments. We would appreciate it. And I do, you know, at the end of every episode, tell you where to send comments and everything else. So. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, that's it. Have a good week, everyone. See ya. This is episode 253, recorded live on Saturday, April 21st, 2012. So then, with that out of the way, we do have the random topic. (laughs) Uh, This was a weird one. Yes, it was. As far as our random topics tend to go, this one, I think, qualifies pretty close to the top. All right. The random topic is, let me just read this. If Andy could catnap one of Dave's cats, which one would he grab? Now, um, first off, I am not a cat person. So I don't think I would really want to catnap one of Dave's cats. And the second point is, Dave... I don't have any cats. (laughs) So I'm really not sure where this one's coming from. I don't know either. I just take the list of random topics people give me. I throw them in our big list, and then they just randomly come up. And this one makes no sense. Like, my cats are the internet. That's where I get my cats. Oh, somebody finally pointed me up. All right, Dave, go to Imager. Oh, why am I going to Imager? Don't Imager. send me. Please don't send me to Imager. Imager. I, slash... I lost six hours of my weekend last week because of Imager. I'm just saying the Imager slash R slash aw, A-W-W. Don't send me to Imager. Oh. Exactly. That's. <laughs> oh. Andy. I know. Oh. It makes you go, oh, look at all the cute little puppies. Oh, God. Oh, the little deer. It's a little fawn. And Babe. it barely comes up to this woman's knees. <laughs> baby uh, dogs. Baby tiger. Is that a baby manatee? Oh. Oh. There's a bulldog with a butterfly on his nose. This is not good, Andy. <laughs> this is really not good. Baby <sighs> eagle. This, if, if you're ever feeling down, just go here and just start browsing because you'll just go, oh, look at the all baby the baby. Oh, the baby animals. A fox. Dog in a business suit. Oh, so yeah. cute. Sleeping on each other. Why did you do this to me? <laughs> well, I don't know. Remember, Dave, you can close the window at any oh, time. They will still be there. Cute. I like this guy who was getting down to photograph a penguin, and a penguin jumped up on top of him. <laughs> so there you go. A random topic has nothing to do with cats other than these. there are some adorable cats in here. <laughs> so yeah, if Dave had cats, I would not catnap them because that would be mean and disrespectful for Dave's cats. They would yep. probably freak out and claw me. Yep. A lot of hissing, going... <sighs> trying to play with the dog's tongue. <laughs> It's a kitten trying to play with a dog's tongue. <laughs> so yeah, that's <laughs> that's completely random. But so why this topic. would you do this? In case you're ever feeling down and you need a break from the world. Oh god, it's a baby polar bear. <laughs> it's adorable. There you go, Dave. Damn it, Andy. Sorry, I think we're done now. Because yeah. now Dave's distracted by. Cute I'm, I'm gone. I'm so gone. All right, talk to you later, Dave. Bye bye.
This is episode 255, recorded live on Saturday, May 5th, 2012. All right, next. Random topic. Yes. Rolled ahead of time. What song would you want as your theme song? This I had to think about for about three seconds. <laughs> he did, actually. He was like, um, okay. Yep, I, I've got this one. You first, though, Andy. Oh, damn. Well, one that I always enjoyed was Lowrider by War. Do, 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 Let me just tell you, playing that when you're driving a 1984 Fleetwood Cadillac. Yep. That is... Do, 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 do. Because you're just, you're going slow through town with the windows down and the big Cadillac. And with the last name Low, it just... Oh. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. Oh, man. Okay, that... Does it have to be the Cadillac? I mean, you got your your Mercedes. I know, but I'm just saying it. You, it that would be almost my like my driving theme song. I'm not sure what my I don't, walking around having the theme song Lowrider kind of doesn't work because you're not in a car. I think you could still pull it off. I was thinking if I'm walking around, probably do uh, Rubber Band Man. Okay. I don't know what it is. I like the classic funky tunes. That's, there's it's, nothing wrong with that. I'm a small white guy. So. <laughs> Play that funky music, Michael. Um, Maybe that would be your thing. Could be true. Okay. So, yeah. what so hail to the chief. Really? Hail to the chief? And everything that it entails. No. No. <laughs> no, nope, hey. pick again. No, what? No! That's what I want for my theme song. No, pick again. No! No, why? Because I'm disallowing that. No! <laughs> You do not get to disallow my answer. We get the one veto for the question a year, but you do not get to disallow my answer. <laughs> I find your answer stupid. Pick another one. No. Laura is suggesting Iron Man. Crazy Train. Crazy Train? Is, is this what you're picking for me? I don't know. I was just thinking Crazy Train. cool songs. Super Skier? Have you ever listened to Super Skier? No. It's a, a, a very good song. It's about a guy who doesn't know how to ski. If I was a rich man. No, that's not my thing. <laughs> nope. I, I've got my answer, which was Hail to the Chief. You know what my answer to that is? What? You know, I wasn't even bending rules this time. I wasn't even bending rules. First Jewish president. Darn right. (laughs) Can't believe we're going to have to end on that. Have a good week, everyone. This is episode 256, recorded live on Mother's Day, Sunday, May 13th, 2012. Yes, random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Favorite piece of quote-unquote classical music? My guess is because not all classical music is from the classical era. Because you have the Baroque era, the Romantic era, that sort of stuff. Yep. I don't know what my... Peter Schickley's broadcast of Beethoven's Fifth. Because there's some Holst stuff that I like from the planets. Mm-hmm. Dvorak's Ninth Symphony. Oh, New World, World Symphony. Yeah, that is very good. The 1812 Overture. Yeah. I, well, for William from, Tell Overture. Yeah, the William Tell Overture. There's so many, like, I haven't even talked about Hayden or Mozart or Beethoven or Bach or Toccata and Fugue. Hearing that on an organ. Oh, my God. Peter Schickley, broadcast of Beethoven's Fifth. Really? As it, you already as know. If what sport, as if it were a sports event. You've heard it, haven't you? Oh, they're like, oh, here come the strings. Yeah, and they're off with a four-note theme. (laughs) Very exciting. Beginning of a symphony is always very exciting.
I recently thought that was P.D. Kubach who did Same that. Same person. Oh, it is? Well, Peter Shickley is the professor who discovered P.D. Kubach. Oh. Fox, 21st of his 20 children. Gotcha. Had his own show on NPR called Shickley Mix. Oh, man. God, it's... I don't know which one I would pick. If I was stuck just listening to one piece of classical, quote-unquote, classical music, I don't know what I would pick. Because even some of the, oh, it was the the one that was Johnny Come Marching Home, but it was definitely a, uh, it had almost like a Russian feel to it. So it had tons of bass. That one was fun. Mm-hmm. Playing O Fortuna, that was fun. And see, that's the other problem is some of them are not fun to listen to, but they were fun to play. Mm. Especially for percussionists. Yes. Playing the timpani on the 2001 theme. <laughs> also, playing, the the Sprach. Yes, Zara, I, could, I didn't know how to pronounce it, but it's a 2001 theme. Playing the Tiffany on that. <laughs> playing the gong on O Fortuna. That one, oh, I milked the hell out of that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. What? Milked the hell. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm used to you calling the drink milk, but the, the, the action should still be milk. Nope, I milked. <laughs> milked the hell out of that. Okay. <laughs> Even Lamin was like, okay, normally when you play a gong, you're normally supposed to warm it up a little bit. Yeah. To try and you, just, you hit it around the rim. Yeah, kind of get a little bit of a vibration going so it doesn't, you know, like create a smash. But Lamin's like, no, don't do it on this one. Just go for the center out. of the gong and just wail on it. Nice. Boom. <laughs> um, let's see. There, the Unbegun Symphony by Peter Kubach mm. slash Peter Shickley. That was also a very good one. Oh, and we didn't even talk about four minutes and uh, 33 seconds. That's hardly what I would call classical. <laughs> what, you don't want four minutes and 33 seconds of silence? Nope. I did a photo project based on that song, though. Really? Yeah. Every timed element of the photograph from start to finish was, was four, four minutes, minutes and 33, 33 seconds. seconds. Yeah, it was that. really hard to get an actual photograph. You would have to do landscapes. I think that would be the only thing you'd be able to do. Yep, still lifes. Yep. But it's a four minute and 33 second exposure, so the f-stop was like f-64. <laughs> <laughs> And then four minutes and 33 seconds on the enlarger. Oh, and then geez. four minutes and 33 seconds in the developer. Oh, geez. Did you get anything out of that? I actually got a usable photo. Like, I sat there because I, I took it normally and then I took it with a 433. And so I was able to, oh, yeah, and four minutes and 33 seconds for the developer of the film, not just the picture. Uh, but I managed to, to kind of take it beforehand and work out how I could adjust everything else so that I'd still get a picture at the end. It was a pain in the ass, though, because, you know, you only have so much lab time. Yeah. And four minutes on the de- on the enlarger plus four minutes in the developer plus the stopper, the final you know, time to dry. You're looking at 15 minutes per picture <laughs> before you can find out, oh, I need to go back and change it. And then you go back and change it. All right. So I found a website called kickassclassical.com where they have people voting on the top classical music. Let's see what we got. We got Symphony Number no. 5 by Beethoven, 1812 Overture, Night Music by Mozart. I didn't even think about that one. Toccata and Fugue, William Tell Overture, Pachelbel's Canon, Blue Danabu, Blue Danube, whatever. Andy! I haven't heard that one. What is that Yes, one? you have. 2001, The Spaceship. Do, 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 do. Do, do. Oh, yeah, here it is. That's the Blue Danube. Yeah, gotcha. don't you dare tell me you've never heard that. Okay, so the uh, Carmina Burana. Mm-hmm. 2001, um, Offenbach, Orpheus in the Underworld. Not sure if I've heard that one. Do, 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 do. Ah, there we go. Yeah, I've heard that one before. <laughs> Which one is that? Uh, Orpheus in the Underworld by Offenbach. Handel's Messiah Chorus. Carmen, Saber Dance. Oh, Saber Dance. Mm-hmm. Ode to Joy, Pomp and Circumstances. In the Hall of the Mountain King. That's a good one, too. Dance of the Hours, Hungarian Rhapsody, Midsummer's Night's Dream, The Wedding March by Mendelssohn. Flight of the Bumblebee, Bronze up the Top 20. 
It's a great horned owl. Anybody can hear that? Nope. Okay. So many things. I don't, there's, I, yeah, there's a lot of good classical music out there. I, I, you know, if I had to pick my favorite to listen to, it would be the PDQ, uh, the Peter Shipley broadcast. But I mean, there's. I went on to Amazon, and if you go to Amazon and search like 99 classical, I'll wait for Andy to go to Amazon and search for 99 classical. Amazon. 99 classical. Okay, what is this? The 99 darkest pieces of classical music. Oh, wow. Yeah, and look at the price. I mean, you're looking at four bucks for 99 songs. Some of them are even less. $1.99 for 99 songs? Yeah. Must have power classics, the planets and other masterpieces for $2, $3. Chill out classics, classic gold, piano masterpieces. Oh, geez. Yep. The chill out classic is actually really, really good. Like, you can just leave it running in the background. And there's a random router bit in the middle of all this. <laughs> what? And headphones. What's the problem with it in the baby Einstein take-along tunes? Why is that in with the 99 classics? I don't know. Oh, because I'm looking at the... It's the Freud 99-005. Oh. Classical Roman OG router bit. If you look down at the bottom, there's the 100 must-have piano classics, 66 must-have Spanish guitar classics. Oh, Spanish guitar. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, a lot of these are very, 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 very good. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I think that's go, it. Yeah, I gotta get ready for brunch. Chinese lunch. buffet. Chinese buffet. Go have fun at Chinese buffet. I will try. And try new stuff. Yep. Call your mom, Dave. Okay. Bye, Andy. Bye. This is episode 257, <laughs> recorded live on Saturday, May 19th, 2012. Should we go to... Random topic? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay, good. And it's like, the recording is too long. <laughs> well, it's just we just took a little bit of a dark turn with DEF CON and thermonuclear well, war. I mean, it, it's DEF CON. What do you expect? It's a dark game. Thermonuclear war. Blow your friends to kingdom come. So, the random topic. Yes. Are you a judgmental person? I try not to be. I, I really do try not to be. I what? end up being so fairly often. What exactly is a judgmental person? You either a there, there's kind of two parts. You can be someone who jumps to conclusions about other people. That would be being judgmental. Okay. You are making judgments, uh, or you you allow your the the judgments that you've made to influence how you perceive and interact with people. I try not to be a judgmental person most of the time. I, I mean, there's, there's a middle ground where it is okay and important to be judgmental. But at the same time, you don't want to just jump to the conclusions. You want to be able to see it from all sides and understand where they are coming from as well. Granted, I realize that people are subconsciously judgmental. It's like going to a job interview in shorts and a hoodie versus, you know, showing up to a job interview in a suit. Wait, we're not supposed to go in shorts and hoodies? No. Oh. <laughs> I went in a polo shirt and slacks to my most recent one. That's because the clothing policy is wear clothing. Yeah, I would probably be khakis and polo yeah do not show up to that one in a suit no oh johnny found the the link yep. yeah i heard that in my earbuds <laughs> oh dear oh that's how non-judgmental i am i just don't even listen to the final topic <laughs> yeah i think johnny is quite the, out of the three of us i would picture johnny as the least judgmental okay hey wow what? so these these tiny bombs are like not bad yeah but the average weapon i think now i think this one it's like let's see i'm looking at the thing i think it's like largest nuke in in china's arsenal or something or in u.s arsenal or something like that common yeah 100 kiloton okay well hiroshima so, really just wasn't that big yeah although they they suffered comparatively because yeah also well, comparatively <laughs> comparatively and they suffered because they were in a valley so it kind of reflected stuff in detonate oh <laughs> 
Um, is that the Zarboma? No, that's the first H bomb. Yeah, the Ivy Mike ten megatons. Yeah, that's that that yeah. I, wow. <laughs> hmm. Puts Thermal radiation radius. Yeah, puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Third degree burns to all exposed skin, starts fires in flammable materials, contributes to firestorm. Wow. Okay. Looks like I'd be safe from anybody attacking Chicago. Uh, Yes, but not by much with that Zarbamba. No, I'm I'm looking at Zarbamba, and it only doesn't even get into Benton Harbor. Uh, the thing with this map though is it's estimated because it doesn't take into account the the terrain. Yeah, hills, valleys, and all the other kind of stuff. But still, that's or a giant lake which would be vaporized. Yep, that would be one way of lowering the water level. (laughs) You'd be. You'd be screwed. Because look at the. Okay, so we we screwed the random topic out at this point. But look <laughs> at look at how much of the radiation radius is on the water. Half. Yeah. What's the prevailing wind direction from Chicago towards Michigan? Oh goodness. Oh goodness. <laughs> You'd be screwed. So yeah, average bomb in Seattle using it as a. Uh, um, so the common U.S. bomb W seventy six. Would Seattle would be gone, pretty much that entire island, but I'd be safe. Really? Seattle would be gone with the the average one? Yeah, the average bomb Seattle would be gone if they used if they used uh um uh if they used uh the space needle as ground zero. Um, now interesting thing is though, interesting part is that uh Boeing would not be gone. Now let's do Zarbama. Oh god. Yeah, the blast blast radius reaches almost to Mount Rainier. But again, the mountains would kind of deflect it and stop it and yeah, the the blast radius of Zarbamba. You lose the. Out, no, here, here you go. The last major city in the blast radius. If you use uh, the space needle as ground zero and the major the thermal radiation radius, Olympia. Mm-hmm. Olympia is gone. Third degree burns. Yeah. All exposed skin starts fires and flammable materials contributes to firestorm if large enough. The See, air blast radius would take out me, me and Redmond. If I were and, to drop a bomb like that, though, on the U.S., if it were that big a thermal blast, I wouldn't do it on a city. I'd do it in the middle of, like, Idaho or Montana, where there's a huge forest that they'd never be able to put out the fire. Yeah, except that, yeah, that's the thermal blast, but the uh, air, air blast radius, which would pretty much just destroy the trees anyway would be, like, tent and stuff like that. But damn it, it still doesn't take out Forks. Or does it? You have a problem with this place? Forks, Washington? Yeah. As in home of Twilight? Oh, that. Okay. Let's see. Zarbamba on Detroit. Yep. Ann Arbor is gone. (laughs) And in fact, if you place it right, you can grab Toledo in that, too. Um, But here's the thing about Zarbamba. I don't think there's a bomb that big in arsenals. Uh... Probably going for the the smaller ones at this point, but I wouldn't be surprised if there were a couple hundred megatons sitting around. Eh, I don't I don't think so because I think I think that's that kind of because Zarbamba was like the last major test, and even even Russian people, even the Russian testers looked at it and go, "What too the much hell done?" <laughs> yeah, you might you might see fifty megaton bombs. There'll probably be a bunch of those. But well, what what I need you to do, Johnny, is hunt <laughs> down that missing nuclear warhead that's outside of Georgia. <laughs> Oh God! Zarbamba yeah. in Japan like takes out Japan, most of Japan. <laughs> Let's see how Let's many see. megatons One, is the two, nuke. Yeah, about three Zarbambas, and you've taken out probably eighty percent of the population of Japan. 
7,000-pound nuclear bomb into the waters off of Tybee Island, Georgia, and it's still missing. Oops. Yeah, pretty much for me to have time to get out, I'd have to say, I'd have to hope for an Ivy Mike type of thing. It would still take out Redmond, but when the time and the time allowed it for, for knowing that something was coming, I might be able to get out of the blast radius in time on the highway. Uh, you think the highway is going to be open? <laughs> I know back routes. I'm actually in a place that I can get get out. I can get out pretty quickly. Okay. So take the that back or something like that. See, I'm thinking it, the, the way that they're going nowadays, though, it's going to be like a tactical nuclear strike. So it would, because you don't want to destroy the city. You want to be able to eventually live there. So you knock out like Boeing itself or SeaTac, and you just drop like a, what is it, the Davy Crockett on the building? Well, it's like the B-83 is the largest bomb in the current U.S. arsenal right now, 1.2 megatons. That, I'd actually be safe on that one. I could just sit in my house and watch The Flash and then watch Bellevue burn. <laughs> Pretty much. You sound so excited about that. <laughs> when, it comes to, when it comes to nuclear when it comes to nuclear weapons, if you're not in the blast radius, feel excited. Yeah, no, still get very far away. Radiation doesn't just sit in that radius. It goes out. Right, but it's but at the same time it's you don't have to you don't have to um because you got prevailing winds and stuff like that, but it's you won't be exposed to it as long because you can wait until like traffic dies down and then evacuate. Mm. It would be one of those hunker down moments where hunker down till till the dangers pass and then get the fuck out. Yeah. Okay, I think with that <laughs> Johnny, before we go, is there any site you want to pimp other than, you uh, know, our impending doom? <laughs> uh, NuclearSecrecy.com is what is the map we're looking at. But no, I've been in a new podcast, Drunkosophy. Uh, go to Drunkosophy.com and, and uh, check us out. We get drunk and talk about philosophy, essentially. It's pretty fun. You also could get drunk and talk about our impending doom. I think we, have we, done we, the, we have done that, actually. Okay, because I was about to say, I think we've got your next episode for you right here. <laughs> Add some beer, right? And then if you want to go check out what I do as a job, go follow at Xbox Support. We're always there to help you with any Xbox problems that you might have. Okay, then. my Xbox is getting overheated. Take the towel out around it. <laughs> you mean I can't remelt my GPU back to the board? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Johnny, for coming on. Andy, it's been good to talk to you. Everyone, have a good week. This is episode 258, recorded live on Saturday, May 26th, 2012. Speaking of driving over the summer, yes. I believe we have a random topic. Yes, we do. The random topic. <sighs> a while ago, I forgot what episode it was. I'll have to check the list. But Dave and I had the random topic of, is it considered visiting a state? Or wh- what do you consider visiting a state? And we talked about airplane trips and car rides and that sort of stuff. Which, um, right after that episode aired... We got a request for a random topic. How many states have you visited? Dave, should we go through this one at a time? or? Well, I'm, I'm trying to... We, we never came to a conclusion about what does it mean to visit a state. Well, I know just visiting an airport is right out. Okay, but driving? Or, I mean, if you have to walk out of the airport? Okay, so my layover in Atlanta does not count. I spent, Did you leave the airport? No, I didn't. I spent four hours there waiting because that stupid plane broke down. Okay, so we're, we're going to go with the idea of airport is, you know, it, it's like an embassy. It's not actually the, <laughs> the state. Yes. Okay. But when I spent a spring break down in Atlanta, then yes, that would count. Okay. Now it comes down to the driving part of the things. 
because Does driving through a state count. Yeah, because technically, if can it, we can we say it counts if you get out of the car? But if you, what I would say. But if you get out of the car at a nationwide gas station, does that really count? It's that, it's that same argument we had last time. Is if there's nothing specific to the place. No, see, but based on what we've said and decided on the airport, that if you step outside of the airport, off the airport property, I am seeing your car as the airport. As long as you step outside of your car, you are in that state. Okay. So is there any state we didn't stop at on the cross-country super trip? <laughs> Um, I don't think we actually stopped in Illinois, but I've been to Chicago many a well, time. Let's just go through this alphabetically, and Niels, you can jump in if there's actually been a state that you have visited on uh, this list. That's probably going to be a lot. All right. Uh, Alabama. We'll start first I off. I do not believe so. By Lulubatry, Alabama, I helped out with a church group down there. That's actually the fictitious home of Bubba Gum Shrimp. Uh-oh. Shrimping is big down there. So that's one for me. Alaska. No. No. Nope. Arizona? Yes. Yes. Yeah, me too. Hoover Dam. Uh, Arkansas. Uh, I've been to Arkansas. I have not. Arkansas, I have not. You are not missing anything. <laughs> okay. Uh, California. Yes. Yes. Colorado. Yes. Yep. No. Connecticut. I have to think for a second. No. I've spent almost no time east of the Mississippi, basically. <laughs> Yeah, the first time west of the Mississippi was, what, six years ago for me? Uh, Connecticut, I, mm, I'll have to look on that one, because we did take trips to Boston, so I'm not sure if you've been through Connecticut or not. D.C. D.C. isn't a state. Fine, but I've been to D.C. <laughs> Doesn't matter, it's not a state. Delaware, I have not been to. No. Florida, yes. 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 Georgia, yes. Yes. Hawaii. I think it was a long time ago. Yep. You've been to Hawaii? Yeah, that's where my wife and I went on our honeymoon. Ooh. Ah, ha, ha. Puerto Rico's not a state either, Andy. Damn it. <laughs> it was nice, though, except that everybody spoke long. Spanish. <laughs> um, Idaho, yes. Oh, yes. Illinois, Chicago, yes. Yeah. Indiana, South Bend, yes. I'm actually going to be going back to there to visit my, I think, my great uncle, who is a uh, father at Notre Dame University. That's oh. going to be in two weeks, so might have to run a tougher recap coming up. Nelson, I missed you. Did you get in uh, Illinois and Indiana? I'm sure Illinois, because yes. I'm sure you've been to Chicago. Yes. Uh, Indiana? No, neither, actually. Really? Yep, like I said, I've, I have not been east of the Mississippi very much. Huh. Yes. Iowa. Yes, I have been there. I have, too. Nope. Kansas. I've been to Kansas. I have not. It was flat. I have not been to Kansas either, I do believe. Kentucky? No, it was, the, it was Kansas where I picked up the car. When did you? I picked, well, you did do that drive down to L.A. Yes, but we went. Did you? Oh, yeah, did we went through Kansas? Kansas for that. Yeah, you're right. All right, so Andy's got Kansas. Kentucky? Yes, been to Kentucky. I will be going to Kentucky in a couple months. But not yet. No, I've not been there yet. Okay. So Louisiana. I'm currently at 11. Yeah. I've got them so far. Don't worry. Right. I'm at nine. Nelson's at eight. Uh, Louisiana, I have not been to. Nope. Maine? Nope. Yes. Oh. Maryland? Yes. Uh, Annapolis is in Maryland, right? Technically. Then yes. Okay. Massachusetts, we've been to Boston. Yep. Nels, I'm guessing you've been to Boston if you were at PAX uh, East. Yep. I was there a couple months ago. A month and a half, whatever it was. Michigan? Uh, yes. Yeah. Nay. Minnesota? Nope. Yes. Yep. Yep. My dad's from Minnesota. Missouri. Uh, or, sorry, Mississippi, first. then Missouri. You're right. Mississippi. Um, no, I have not been to Mississippi. I don't think I have either. Nope. Missouri that I've been to. Yeah, I've been to Missouri. I've been to Branson, Missouri. 
Did you go see a music act in Branson? Uh, it was a family reunion thing. It was uh, it was something, that's for sure. It was something. <laughs> Montana. Montana. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately. Montana's long. Yeah, very long. Nebraska. Yes. Um. No. Yes. 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 Yeah, because yeah, we drove through there when we went through Iowa and Nebraska yeah, and South Dakota. North. I don't think so. Nevada, yes. Yes. Yep. New Hampshire, no. Uh, I don't think so for me. New Hampshire's the one that's next to Vermont, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, no, I have not been there. I have not either. New Mexico, yes. Yep. Do you want to maybe hit New Jersey? How about New York first? New Hampshire, New Mexico. No, you're right. New Hampshire, New Mexico. New Jersey, New, Jersey, New, Mexico. New Mexico, New York. <laughs> New York. Got all these new states. So New uh, Jersey. I've been to New York. I've been to New Jersey. Andy's been to Jersey and New York. New York. Wait, Nelson's been to New York. Andy's been to New York. I'm trying to remember if I've been to Jersey. I don't think I've been to Jersey. <laughs> you didn't miss much. Uh, North Carolina. Yes. It's actually where I spent my 16th birthday. <laughs> I was on a church trip at the time. Dave, you been to North Carolina? Not to my knowledge. I have not. North Dakota. Yeah, I've been to North Dakota. Yep. Yep. Oh, Dave, did I uh, tell you this? Completely off topic, but one of my coworkers <laughs> married somebody from Fargo, and so when we talked about the booze barn. She knew what it was? Well, he knew what it was. Because, he knew what it was? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yep. Happy Harry's. I'm like, yes. Anyone who's been to Fargo knows about the booze barn. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Ohio. Yes. Yes. Nope. Oklahoma. Yes. I have been to Oklahoma. Oregon. Yep. Nope. Pennsylvania. Yes. Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. Yes. You, what? You've been to Rhode Island? I went to pick up my sister. Oh. It's a no for me. South Carolina's also a no. I've actually been to South Carolina. Charleston is super nice. I would South see that. Yes, for Andy and I. Yep, Mount yep. Rushmore. Yeah, I've been to South Dakota, too. Tennessee, yes. Yes. Nope. Texas, yes. Oh, yes. Barely yes. Texas, though. I'm cutting right across that top bit. Utah, um, no. Yeah, I've been, I've been to Utah. I've been to Salt Lake City. Didn't you I had get- a layover there, and then I elected to not take the flight so that other people could. So you stayed at Utah? Yeah, I remember that call. You're like, what bar is open in Utah? <laughs> yeah, the answer is none. <laughs> That's actually exactly correct. I hadn't realized my hotel was about four blocks from the uh, central the buildings of the church, the yep. temple. Yep. So, yeah, there was nothing to drink. Nope. Vermont, no, but I do want to go at some point. I don't believe I have. No. Okay. Virginia, Virginia. Yes. yes. Nope. Washington. Seattle. We've all been to PAX, yes. Yep. Okay. That was last weekend. To Washington, not PAX. Yes. Yes. Right. No, okay. I was secret PAX. <laughs> like, I know they're planning on starting another one, but I thought maybe Heels would have told us about that. <laughs> secret PAX. Hey guys, there's a secret PAX this weekend in Texas. <laughs> West Virginia. Ah, no. Yes. Nope. I think. Pretty sure. Yes. <laughs> Would have had to. Yep. What'd you do in West Virginia? Drove through it. Oh. But stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and Wyoming. You forgot Wisconsin. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. I suppose so. Wisconsin is the last state. No, that's 49. Wyoming is the last state in the 50 states that rhyme. Yeah, I was doing the song too. <laughs> Uh, I, I think, yes, I've been in Wisconsin. Wyoming, yes, because that's uh, Devil's Towers in Wyoming, isn't it? It is. Oh, so I almost slept through it. <laughs> yes, you almost slept through Wyoming. Like, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> Shut up, we're going to go see Devil's Tower. 
That's what you ask when you live in Wyoming. Ask, what the hell am I doing? Well, no, so we were. This was the first year we drove to PAX, and we were coming back, and I was asleep, and I wake up, and I like we're in the middle of nowhere. They're like, "Hey, we're in Wyoming." I'm like, "The hell are we doing in Wyoming?" Well, not only in Wyoming, we're off the like, highway we in go, Wyoming. Yeah, like we were on some back road, and we're like, "What the hell are we doing here?" And it's, "Oh, we're gonna go see Devil's Tower." Frick is Devil's Tower. Uh, Devil's Tower is pretty cool, but the rest of the state, not. It's only cool if you've seen Close Encounters of a Third Kind, which I (laughs) hadn't at that point. It's like, what the hell are we doing here? Let's go home. But it was awesome, though, was the fact that, because you're just driving around some hills, and then all of a sudden you just go over this one hill, and you're like, what the hell is that? Yep. Random thing just sticking out of the ground by itself. All right. I clock Andy at 33 states visited. Oh, yeah. I'm right behind at 31, and Nels evidently needs to travel more. He has 23 states. <laughs> well, it's all those tiny East Coast states. Y'all drive for two hours, go through six states. Y'all, yeah. y'all in your east side, northeastern <laughs> states. God, have you ever actually... There's a... Uh, it was on the History Channel. I think we talked about it, but how the states got their shapes. Most of it's by rivers, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no. There, well, there was a there was a two hour like documentary put on by the History Channel that kind of does an overview, and they actually like because the map of the United States kind of goes east to west, and they talk about how the different types of state borders were created, like starting out like eastwards, working their way to the west, and it works well with the history of the United States as a whole. Mm-hmm. Nels, being Canadian, probably doesn't care about this. <laughs> but still, I yeah, was at one point a U.S. citizen, Andy. Yeah, I mean, I still have dual citizenship. Right? Yeah, this is. I thought the U.S. doesn't count dual citizenship. The U.S. doesn't recognize dual citizenship, but it doesn't revoke your U.S. citizenship. Okay. Yes, exactly. So according to the U.S., Nels is only a U.S. resident. Once you're an American, you're always an American, unless you, you know, go in and basically go to a, go to an embassy and throw your passport at them and give them the finger. <laughs> I'd love to see the do- the government document for that. All right, has they thrown me the passport? Check. Has they given me the middle finger? Remember, it has to be signed in triplicate. <laughs> Does that mean you need to give them three middle fingers? <laughs> Can I just hurry the process and give you my f- three fingers right at the same time, or do they have to be three middle fingers separately? Let's see, but if you just give them three fingers, they think you're asking for three things. This is you. You lose all the meaning. Ah. So okay, go me. Go, Andy. You are two states ahead of me. <laughs> so excuse my... me. I need to go fly somewhere. <laughs> oh, state. Bon voyage, then. Yeah, where are you going to go to? Uh, somewhere up east or Nebraska? Oh, no. I'm looking. Uh, let's see. I'm missing Alaska, missing Arkansas, Connecticut, Delaware. Well, you know what? Maybe I was in Connecticut. <laughs> nope. You already I said think... 31. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think. Shush. Yeah, you know what? I have been in Connecticut, so that brings me up to 32. I'm one behind Andy. Because how we would have gotten to Rhode Island, it would have been through the bottom of New York, because it was from Hershey, Pennsylvania, through New York, and it would have been through Connecticut to Rhode Island. But once again, I am still not really liking that whole getting out of the car thing. <sighs> You'd lose a fair number of these, too. No, not really, actually. No? No. All right, well, I think that's going to wrap up the episode. Nels, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure to have you. Yeah, of course. We do uh, give you have one last opportunity to have uh, advertised for any website <laughs> of your choice, although I, I can kind of guess which one you're going to say. So go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it's just markoftheninja.com. Remember, mark of the ninja, not mark yes. the ninja. Yes. <laughs> that of is very important. <laughs> Mark the right. ninja. He's, you know. Very nice self-game coming from Clay. The guy. 
<laughs> named Mark. The, the guy named Mark, who he's, is a ninja. He's, he's very quiet. The problem with this now is I'm going to play this game, <laughs> and I'm going to think that the main character's name is Mark the entire time. <laughs> hey, we, we never say it, isn't There you go. <laughs> yeah, Mark the ninja. He's friends with Steve the pirate. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. It was fun. All right. Have a good week. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.